April 18, 2012 is a momentous date in Lady Vol history because Summit, a coach who started her career at age 22 while teaching classes at Tennessee and working on her master's degree, made public what had been anticipated. I am good, Summit said during the telephone interview. I knew that this was going to be something that I would have to make a decision on, and I am happy about it. Holly has been doing an awful lot. She has really stepped up. She knows I'm going to be there for her. We're going to keep on going. I'll be all over the place. Everything that they're going to let me do, I am going to do. Summit's exit as head coach meant that for the first time since 1974, Tennessee would open a basketball season with a new head coach on the bench for the Lady Vols. But Summit promised to stick around. I am not going anywhere. They are going to have to put up with me anyway, Summit said. Those remarks were delivered with a laugh, an indication Summit had made peace with the directive to retire, but still remain close to the program. I think it's important for the players. Some of them came here because of me, and I just want them to know that I am not going anywhere. I will be there for them if they want to come in my office and talk. I am still going to be at Tennessee. That certainly was the case with Summit's final signing class of Andrea Carter, Bashara Graves, and Jasmine Jones. They came to Tennessee knowing that Summit might not be on the sideline when they arrived. Late in the afternoon on April 18, 2012, hours after talking to Summit, I was waiting inside the newsroom of local television station WATE-TV Channel 6. An hour-long special about Summit was being aired, and I was asked to provide commentary. Carter had agreed to be interviewed on the air by telephone from her home in Flowery Branch, Georgia, near the end of the hour. I was placing a quick reminder call to Carter, but I accidentally hit Summit's number when opening the call log on the phone. A voicemail greeting indicated the error, and since it was nearly time to go inside the studio, I ended that call and quickly called Carter to verify her availability and remind her to be ready during the show. During that exchange, Summit had called back and left a voicemail, saying to call her if I needed anything. I placed a call to Summit to explain the earlier error. But Summit sounded completely different than she had hours earlier during the phone interview with Inside Tennessee. In fact, Summit sounded emotional, and her voice was barely audible at times. She was crying. I ducked into an empty office for privacy. When I asked Summit whether she wanted to officially retire the next day, initially there was silence. I again asked, Pat, is this what you really want to do? When Summit spoke, I could hear the anguish in her voice. Summit said she didn't want to step down, but she knew she had to do so. She didn't want that said on television the day before her press conference. She wanted a smooth process, especially for Warlick's transition, because that was best for Tennessee. Summit's voice cracked while she talked. I had never heard Summit cry and tried to offer some words of comfort. Summit said she would be okay, and the conversation ended. I honored Summit's request and didn't mention the tears during the televised special. But it was a conversation seared into memory. Pat Summit doesn't cry. She did on the last evening that she was officially the head coach of Tennessee.